Work, 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 work. It's a rule around here. You work hard, play hard. I have eight different bosses right now. A big pun? Eight bosses. Eight? Eight, Bob. What do I work late? You work late. But I made the appointment two months ago. I care. Fresh off the lips of health marketing experts, this is Marketing Mouths. And now, here's Bill Claproth. Taking what they're giving because I'm working for a living. Oh, that's right. Welcome to the Marketing Mouths Podcast, episode number two. Many marketing professionals at hospitals are overworked and understaffed, and in the fast-paced, hyper-competitive world of hospital marketing, it can be hard to keep up. So our mission is to bring you marketing, PR, and social media experts, IT pros, and other guests with information and insights to help you stay on top of your game. With me today is the one, the only, Brian Davis, Senior Vice President at Scorpion Healthcare. Brian leads a team that works with over 200 healthcare organizations nationwide that specializes in giving hospital marketing executives a competitive advantage through state-of-the-art websites and results-driven online media campaigns. And today, we're going to talk about old-school traditional marketing versus today's digital healthcare marketing. Brian, thank you so much for joining me today. Before we dig in, can you fill in the blanks on your career a little bit and let us in on your personal life? What's fun for you in your off time? Uh, hey, hey, Bill. Thanks, and it's awesome to be here. Um, I, honestly, with a two-and-a-half-year-old and a, a six-month-old, most of my fun time is with my two little girls. So um, that's pretty much where my fun time starts and <laughs> starts and ends. But they provide plenty of that, um, you know, on a on a daily basis and nightly basis. So uh, <laughs> uh, absolutely, that's, yeah. that's what I'm. That's where I'm pretty much consumed with being a papa right now. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. Well, thanks for sharing that with us. Well, Brian, many hospitals are looking for an advantage, but they keep pumping money into old school traditional techniques without taking advantage of what digital technology has to offer today. So why do you think there is a reluctance to fully embrace online digital marketing? Uh, well, I think it's it's less about old school or new school, and it's more about mindset. And and it's always tough to change um, a mindset. Uh, and, and certainly it's always tough to change when things are, are comfortable. And what has happened is in the last, you know, uh, clearly the last decade, but really the last five years, there's been a tremendous shift, an exponential shift in where consumer and patient attention is on a, on a, uh, on a daily basis. Uh, we don't spend time where we use, we don't look where we used to look anymore as, as patients or as consumers. Um, we're looking in new places. So uh, that has moved faster than the mindset, mindsets or even in some cases the technology or the um, the strategies uh, have have shifted to meet that, and, and and healthcare is is an industry not known for its pace of change, and from in, in many ways that's a good thing. We don't want things in terms of clinical things to change overnight because we've got um, there's science involved, and science doesn't move fast for a reason in some cases. But in terms of the aspect of of marketing, um. It is a matter of that has changed faster than everything else. And so when we look at, look at the healthcare world, um, there's some things that we want to change slower. There's some things that must change faster if we're to best serve our patients. And the way we can best serve them is by being where they are looking. Because as healthcare marketers, we've got to acknowledge another thing is that 
there, there really is a, it is a higher calling. There's lots of things we could go market as marketers, right? We could market cars. We could market TVs. We could market real estate. We could market software. We could market a lot of different things. But what we're bringing to the table here in healthcare is really a conversation around how do we connect people, in many cases, who are at a very high, high state of uncertainty with a resource that can provide them with access to services, knowledge, expertise, technology that could potentially be the difference in their outcome or the outcome of their family. And how do we do that? How do we connect those dots as efficiently as possible and and in a way that delivers the highest level of um, certainty to that person when they are in a moment of uncertainty? Absolutely. We've had this big shift, and, I, and, and in terms of healthcare, we just haven't fully made that shift yet. And I think it's, you know, it's really important that we do do that because every dollar that we don't spend or that we waste is a dollar that could have gone to helping somebody get connected with something that they need. Right. That shift is so important. You know, I, I think that's such a good point. I talk to people that say, you know, I have an older consumer base. I need to do newspaper and radio and traditional media. But the research shows, and you were just talking about this, older Americans are online searching a disease state, searching for a hospital or a doctor or answers to their health questions. And like you say, we need to be where the consumers are, Right. Well, exactly, and you put. I mean, that's a great, great comment. I hear that all the time. Where we say, where we will talk with with organizations, and they might be larger regional organizations. That might be an independent hospital, or even a little critical access hospital in the middle of Montana. And they'll say, "Well, you know, our populace is, you know, they're not. They're a little bit older, lower income. You know, they're not really online." And that's a complete fallacy. Now, for a couple of reasons. Um, number one, in terms of the idea that, well, our target audience is a little bit older and that are, they're not online. Well, that may have been true five years ago or six years ago, but I can tell you from personal experience that that, that has shifted. And we can thank Facebook. Well, actually, we can thank the grandchildren. We can thank grandchildren, a whole cohort of, <laughs> cohort of grandchildren that have brought on a, a huge populace of, uh, of ideal patients into the online world. And I'll give you an example. So within my family... Uh, my dad is world famous for his quote five years, approximately five years ago, where he said, "I'm never going on that book face thing. That's a waste of time." <laughs> now, that book face, book, it's book face. I'm not never going on book that book face. face thing. That's I'm a waste of time. Done with do that. I'm yeah. done with that thing. Exactly, and so that was his, you know, his stance. He was, you know, I'm not changing. I'm not going on the book face. What are you guys waiting, wasting your time on that for? Well, that was a, that was true, you know, and he didn't go on bookface right up until the point he had seven grandchildren in about a three and a half year period. Now, today, he's on bookface every single day, and I have uh, I've actually timed this. Is that uh, within when I post a picture of one of his granddaughters, uh, I have there's about an 18 minute um, average time from the time of post of a grandchild to the time we get a like or a heart or something from one of the grandparents. It's about 18 minutes. So what that tells me is that I, there's an entire cohort of, of you, know, you know, 60 to 75-year-olds out there that have, uh, have grandchildren that they want to connect with and see. Their attention is now daily on Facebook because they want to see their grandchildren. And guess what? My dad could use a total joint knee replacement. 
my father-in-law could use a total knee, total joint knee replacement, right? There's, those are those are folks that are perfect candidates for some of the amazing services that these healthcare providers can can bring to improve their lives. And there's a, a great opportunity to be where they are looking. But again, you know, the, the mindset is, well, it's easier to do what we've always done, so we'll just continue to invest in the old, you know, the places we used to invest, which again may not, may or may not, in many cases, is not where those eyeballs are. Brian, that's a great point. So how, what is it going to take to get these other organizations over the hump to fully embrace digital marketing? I know some places, you know, hey, I have a Facebook page or I have a Twitter account. I'm digital now, but that's nice, but not all the way there. There's so many things when you're talking about digital marketing. It's a huge umbrella. So maybe you can clue us in on this. Under that huge digital marketing umbrella, what are the most important things hospital CEOs and marketers should know about or learn about or start to get comfortable with? Uh, great question. So um, the, the number one thing is is again, we go back to this this mindset thing. It's not a matter that you're right. There's a million different kinds of technologies. There's different places, new networks, new channels, new places that people are looking. And frankly, it's it's overwhelming and probably too much for any individual person to master. And that's why you've got to have you got to have partners. You've got to have people that you can bring in that can help you with this. And you're certainly not going to be able to keep up with the pace that things are moving. To give you some idea. Um, I think the, the telephone, to give you an example, the telephone took uh, approximately 75 years to reach 50 million people using the telephone. Um, Angry Birds, the app, got 50 million people using it, their app in 35 days, or somewhere, <laughs> somewhere in that range. So just to give you some idea of how fast things are moving, very difficult of an ask to ask any C-suite executive or even anybody at a hospital to say, hey, master all of that. And, and that's really where you've got to have help. The real question is, um, is in, again, a mindset question of stepping back and saying, when we invest marketing dollars, how do we do two things? One is, how do we make sure that the way we're investing is best serving our patients, our patients first? Everybody talks about patient first, patient experience. A lot of times, marketing dollars are going not necessarily to serve the patients first. They're serving other interests first. And that could be the interest of existing providers, existing relationships, existing processes, existing mindsets, physicians, whatever they might be. It should be about how do we best communicate and serve our patients first. Number, number two is how do we make sure that when we invest, that those investments are aligned with business objectives. And a lot of times we see flurry of activity marketing. It looks like we're doing a bunch of stuff because we're doing a bunch of stuff but there's never any really results. So it's really a question of how do we start to align our marketing investments with outcomes that we are targeting as, and in the same way other industries do it, they say we're trying to get this number of patients or this number of customers or this number of sales. We need to think about how do we align those investments with the objectives of the organization. And that's where I find we find there's often a disconnect between, other times between marketing communications. They're not seen as an asset to healthcare organizations a lot of times because in the past, They've really just been a way to put, put, put the logo on the bus stop or the billboards or the TV commercial. They've never really been tied into how, um, how they can operational increases in various service lines and, and aspects of the business. And so that's where the, the power of asking better questions and actually spending time to go invest in where is the C-suite 
looking to take the organization, how do we um, ask and interview service line leaders and individuals within the organization to see how marketing can help advance their agenda. And then from there, once we understand those things, engineer strategies to see if we can, we can deliver results using digital channels, if that's the most appropriate way. And then based on those things, make the appropriate investments. And then it's important to make sure you're making investments with the right types of uh, people that can help guide you and the right types of organizations that can help, help deliver results. And, um, and so it really is about kind of those two things. The final thing is I'd say there's kind of two, two other mindsets that I, that I think are worth challenging. One is a, uh, a, a lot of times there'll be organizations that'll, that, that say, well, we need to build everything ourselves in terms of building digital agencies or digi- internal digital agencies and things like that. The truth is hospital and healthcare organizations are not built to, 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 to sustain the pace necessary to keep up with the way consumer behavior changes on the web. So it's much better to, instead of a build-it-ourselves uh, approach, it's better to, to look and say, where can we just buy the result? And um, it's kind of one of those things where um, you know people used to try to build out in huge data centers, and then they said, well, wait a minute, IBM can come in and just do it all for us, and they can do it better than us. That's the place where the folks need to look is, is they can they can achieve advantage if they can move faster by accessing the right types of services. Instead of a build it ourselves, just buy the result mindset. The second thing is um, for the C-suite, it really is a matter of you can't take you can't take a head in the sand approach. You can't just because it's complex because it's because it's a, a thing that you don't understand. You can't just turn away from it and not uh, and not acknowledge that it's there. You actually need to invest some of your own time, and that can be as simple as picking up your phone, putting yourself in the mindset of of, of a patient or a father, or a mother, or um, a relative of someone that needs help, and then go, on the, go through the online journey of, of, of accessing that help and see what it's like and see if it creates more certainty or uncertainty. Is your brand the one that is answering questions when people are asking in the right context and, and are there for them when they need you, or are you creating com- complexity and not delivering answers? And that, that, that will get you into the ballpark without having to, you know, master the difference between Snapchat and, and Facebook and, <laughs> and Twitter and whatever else. It's really about what is the journey like. So many great observations there, Brian. I love that. And I, this is stuff any CEO can understand, and it makes sense to them. When we invest in marketing, consider two points, patience first, and then two, when we invest, how do we align with the outcomes we're targeting and then engineer a strategy around that? That just makes perfect sense. And then you were talking about hospitals want to do it themselves, right? And the C-suite can't take the head in the sand approach. That's so important. And you gave some great examples of how so, uh, somebody should start to get um, familiar with the digital technology that's out there today. So is there a process, though, that sh- uh, a hospital should follow, such as, um, you know, website design first, and then we worry about SEO, then we worried about paid advertising, then social media? Or is that all part of the overall strategy that a company like yours would come up for a hospital to align with their goals? Yeah, I mean, great question. So a lot of times, I mean, you, you mentioned you know, the, the, the marketing industry loves acronyms like, like anybody else, right? SEO, SEM, PPC, like all these different things. <laughs> and those are all just parts of the equation. But here's the, the trick with online marketing is to understand that it is an equation. 
and an equation with multiple variables. So the beauty of online marketing in most cases is that we are trying, if, if we are understanding where we are going with the outcome and whether we're driving it at a strategic level or a tactical, you know, we want to create an, an, uh, create a, a, an, uh, a, an awareness of our brand in the market or we want to just get a certain number of patients for a certain number of, for a certain service line in a certain clinic. Whatever that is, we need to have a defined idea of that outcome. And then once we have that outcome, you work with organizations like ours to, to engineer how do we get there. And the engineering of how do we get there has possibly all those pieces. It could be having a, your, your website in, in place the right way. It could be having better online authority you know, using tactics like SEO. It could be making sure that your map listings are all accurate. It could be running um, PPC or pay-per-click advertising campaigns. It could be social campaigns, there's a million, it will all be something different next year. Those, those things are really don't, it doesn't matter because they're always going to change. The idea is that there are multiple variables within that. And if we try to run that equation and only work on one of those variables, like for example, if we say, well, we're only going to work on PPC, but our website is a disaster, um, or our, our content is not developed in a way that, that incites action and, and, and delivers certainty in that moment of uncertainty, then we're, here's what's going to happen. You're going to spend way more money than you need to. You're going to waste resources. And you're probably not going to achieve the result you're looking for. You will achieve some results. And you may feel like you're making progress, but it's, not, it's only scratching the surface of what's possible versus an approach that really looks at the entire equation. And the entire equation is, yes, it's your web presence, which is your website, the way that, that is engineered, the way that's architected, and the way it's maintained over time. Is vitally important. Then from there, ideally, you have the ability to launch at scale digital campaigns that are aligned with the, the business objectives of the organization. Thirdly, you should have the ability to have real-time data and business intelligence into what all of that is delivering, and it should be delivered to you in a very easy-to-understand format so that it's not only easy to understand for marketing executives, but for the C-suite as well. And then finally, you should, at, you know, if you have the right... Uh, players and the right uh, partners in place, you should be able to execute and and move at a space and a level of um, you know a, a, you know dynamic pace that is equal to what the rest of the industry does or what the rest of the world does in other industries. Um, you shouldn't have this idea that it takes days or weeks or lots thousands of dollars to move and change. You should be able to do things very quickly and execute it at at pace because that's how fast things move. And you have to have the right players and the right business model, frankly, supporting that. Um, so it really is all of those things, but it goes back to looking at the entire equation. If I'm only using, if I'm only, if I'm only acting or trying to optimize one piece of the equation, one variable, and this is, there's multiple variables within this equation, I'm, I'm, I'm ignoring the potential efficiency that comes out of that. And so Scorpion's approach is always one of looking at all of those variables, because every time we optimize against one, the other ones move. But if we're constantly looking at those things, we're squeezing percentage points of efficiency out of the investments that, the, that, uh, that organizations are making. And the more efficient we make the investment, the, the more value and the more dollars that they can use to reach more people. And that's why it's, you know, this is not just a matter of, okay, the economics are better. If we make a campaign reach 22 people instead of 21 people, uh, people then that's one more person that maybe got help. That, that needed it. And that's why, again, it, it behooves us. And we have, you know, as, as healthcare marketers, we have liability in trying our best every day to make what we do more efficient and make our investments go further. 
Well, that makes total sense. Again, everybody's looking for more efficient marketing. So online marketing is an equation. Where are we going with the outcome? That's so important to know. Then engineer, how do we get there? And then you were talking about the real-time data intelligence, which I think is a really important point to this, is the analytics that you can get with digital marketing, right? You can know what's working and what's not working. And I would think the C-suite would be very interested to see what works and what doesn't work. And with digital Digital marketing, you do have that analytics available to you to see what's going on. Yeah, and what we found is that many times when our clients, uh, when the marketing teams that our clients start to bring the, this type of information to the equation and to those meetings and to those presentations, that the C-suite says, like, we never realized this was possible. Like, we didn't know that it was possible to actually account for the number of patients that we got as a result of a campaign. Like, and... and the, the average, you know, and the value of that, and the contribution margin from the, the new patients that we generated, and we never realized that was possible. And now, what what is what happens then? All of a sudden, the the, the C suite goes, "Wow, marketing is not this thing over here where we just dump money and we didn't know where it went. Marketing is now a machine that we know that in many cases we can put money in, and on the other side we can get return on investment out. And the good news is that in healthcare, in most cases, especially in di- the digital world." The economics are such that you don't have to be very good and you're going to get a return on investment because of the multiples, because of the value of a new patient or the value of some of these procedures and things like that versus what it takes to acquire that, that, type, that patient or attract that patient online. And so there's huge opportunity that is, in most cases, unrealized in today's world. And that's, where, that's why it's exciting to be in this space because you know, many of our clients are, are really um, – you know, establishing themselves as leaders in very short order um, by taking advantage of some of these some of these uh, some of these tactics, bringing better data to their C-suite, elevating the presence and the value of the marketing teams within their organizations, um, and you add all that up, and and when you look at the competitive landscape of many of these local markets, the organization that has that in place um, and that type of uh, that type of mindset around marketing and visibility and importance with the C-suite, um, marketing then becomes not just this thing that we use to invest money in, but actually a competitive advantage. Mm-hmm. So what's most frustrating for you then when you come across a, a, a healthcare organization that just won't embrace digital marketing? Because you know that you can move the needle and you're talking to somebody who's like, nah, I don't think I'm going to do that. Is that what you find most frustrating? Um, you know, I, I don't know that I, I find that terribly, that perce- that itself terribly frustrating because honestly, I find that mo- you know most people uh, really have the best intention, and it's just a matter of them, um, you know, being exposed to a new perspective that they're that that a the world has changed, and that b there's a path to a, to to delivering more for your organization because at the end of the day, and I believe this to be true. Right now is the golden age of healthcare marketing. Marketing has never been more strategic to healthcare organizations than it is today. And so if you were ever going to be in healthcare marketing, 2017, 2018, this is the time to be in it because it really is like this is where the rubber is finally hitting the road. And it is requiring a different level of of marketer to to take advantage of it. Uh, I'd say that the thing that frustrates me most is, that in most cases, this stuff is really simple. 
for the right organizations. And frankly, we're, we're an organization that simplifies instead of makes things complex. There are, um, you know, there are mindsets out there that say, if it isn't complex, it must not work. Um, or it needs to be more complex so we can work on a lot of things and feel like we're making progress, but in reality, we're not really moving the ball. So it's a, it's a false idea of progress. If we work on a, you know, for example, working on a website project for two years, which we've seen, is a crime. There's no reason that a website project should take two years. Period. So because true. guess what? Right. By the time you reach that, that launch date, everything, all your original requirements, everything in the world has changed. And in two more years, it's going to change again. So those mindsets, of, that's probably the thing that frustrates me the, me the most, is thinking that is this idea that, that web projects and all this stuff have to be these huge enterprise, heavy lift type, or, type, type engagements, when, it, when in, in reality, they can be fast, they can be economical, and they can start delivering value now, as opposed to making your patients, making your, your providers, making your, your audiences wait years and years and years for, for you to launch a new website, which, again, once it's launched, that's only part one. Then what? You've got you've to maintain it. You've got you've to add value. You've got to continue, continually monitor it. And I think that's probably that mindset that these things have to be really complex is something that is oftentimes reinforced by, frankly, some of the providers out there, um, Consultants a lot of times do that. They make things more complex because there's margin in complexity. And I think that one of the things that uh, our company is very passionate about is how do we reduce complexity? How do we make things simpler? How do we think make things more economical, faster, and uh, and start delivering value now as opposed to years and years in the future? So true. The human brain likes clarity, and the simpler you can make it, the easier it is to grasp and understand. And digital healthcare marketing, it's here, it's now, it's no longer an experiment. And I like when you say right now is the golden age of marketing. So for that C-suite exec that's listening to this right now that may have an underperforming website, uh, advertising that's not not optimized, you know, poor social media. What's your best advice to that hospital CEO or director of marketing? What would you say to them right now? I'd say demand more and investigate. Um, you know, it's no longer, there's no longer, there's, it's, there's no longer a reason not to be world-class uh, in that space and not say that one of our core principles and core things that we're going to deliver is that we're going to make sure that we are really, really good at delivering a great experience online to our patients in their moment of need. No different than when they walk in our front door and we're, we greet them with a kind smile and a clean waiting room and a, a process that helps them feel certain in that moment that we're going to do that same thing online. Brian, such a good point. So if you could look into your magical, mysterious crystal ball, what else do you see the industry gravitating towards now? Where are we heading, and what should we all be doing five years from now? Oh, well, well, if, if, uh, if I had that crystal ball, I, I probably would be you know, on an island somewhere, uh, <laughs> if I could tell you that. Um, but you know, it's, it, it, the, you know, it, is, it is a conversation around you. Know, the only thing that is certain is that things are going to change. Um, I mean, we're starting to see, you know, if we really look into the future, you start to look at um, things like voice search, um, you know, uh, artificial intelligence. I mean, you look at some of these things around um, 
the way people, the way consumers are interacting with content and interacting with, with you know the, the the computer brain of of the internet of whether it be Google or whatever, how we interact or maybe Amazon, right? Um, I mean, all of these platforms are looking for ways to capture and maintain more and more attention and make it more and more frictionless with between with how we interact with them. I mean, for example, uh, one of the, some of the statistics that recently come out on uh, voice search that have suggested that uh, when people are using voice to uh, to in- initiate a search, that they are more emotionally engaged with that search or with that activity than they are if they're using text. Um, there's also, I saw a statistic that says that it uses 50% less brain power to do initiate a voice search than it is a, uh, a, a, you know, sit down and type in the search bar. So if that's true, you can expect consumer brands. I mean, again, what, to, consumer brands to take advantage of that. I mean, look at Amazon, right? Alexa, send me a new box of laundry detergent. Well, how far of a reach is it for you to say, Alexa, where's the nearest urgent care? And have them send me a flu shot, whatever it might be, or have a flu shot delivered to me. I mean, there's going to be those kinds of things that kind of on-demand um, consumer um, engagement with these platforms that um, it's probably it's a little bit unclear how some of that may play out and and uh, it's going to play out in consumer industries first but um, I think it's important for healthcare organizations to constantly be asking how are, where are consumers going where where are they going because that's really what should drive where we where we seek to best serve them um, uh, you know that's you know that's that's really where where the only thing certain is that there's going to be change, and that's why it's just important to constantly invest time in looking at how are your consu- how are consumers behaving, where are they looking, and as long as you ask that question first, then the next question is okay. If they're looking there, how best do we serve them? And then let's reverse engineer everything from there. Um, it's not about the technology. It's not about the platforms. All of those things are going to change. It's about the mindset. If the mindset always goes back to how do I best serve my patient. It should be where is my patient looking, when they're looking there, and when, how do I make sure that when they ask a question that, that they get an answer that gives them certainty and that if we have services and things that might bring them value, how do we communicate those things in a way that is intentional, sensitive, and, um, and makes them aware that, hey, there are things nearby and there are people nearby and technology nearby that can help you. And so it, it's, it's, it's less about the technology because we can't predict that. It's more about having the right mindset and, and knowing that you will need to change. So knowing that you will need to change will require different business models and different approaches to the way you operate in this space. And that's where if you try to build this stuff yourself, you will not be able to keep up. <laughs> you build it yourself. You take two years to build a website or build a web infrastructure. It will be out of date in 12 to, 20, 12 to 36 months. And now you're now you're starting over again, so that's why a different business model would be find companies that can deliver managed services, that can always keep you up to date. That's what you should be able to expect. Your IT departments are doing that right now. Your IT departments are hiring companies that can keep them constantly up to date with the latest technology, the latest EHR, the latest storage, whatever it might be. There are companies, there are organizations like Scorpion that can deliver um, fully managed service approaches that keep you perpetually up to date. And that's what I'd tell them. 
such an important message. And you're right, because what are they're in their offices saying, you know, there's not enough hours in the day. I don't have people to get this done. And that's where a company like yours comes in. And you guys are on all of the new trends and all the changes in Google and all of the new technology that you were just talking about and are able to help that hospital assist them with their goals and take whichever piece of technology they need to you know, improve that service line or improve awareness or do a better job um, with community outreach. Having a company like yours on board can really make that more manageable and really help the strategy overall. Yeah, I had a I had a recent call with, um, I guess it was five uh, senior executives from five different systems as part of a uh, professional network that I'm with, five, five healthcare executives, C-suite level, and the common theme that they all said when they were asked, like, kind of, what's the biggest frustration you have in this area? Is they said, look, we've we've bought everything, we've bought every shiny new object, we've bought every piece of technology, like all the latest stuff. We've got all these different things, but we don't have the people, the talent, or most importantly, the time to actually extract the value from them. So what they, you know, what what one of the folks said, one of the CEOs said, uh, you know, this is like, you know, it's like we bought the Fitbit and put it on our wrist. And we expected that to get us in shape. <laughs> and what we really needed was a personal trainer that could set out a plan, help us keep, stay on the plan, provide all the equipment, provide all the tools, provide all the technology, all the all the, the place to work out, and then and then actually help us align with our goals, and then keep us on track. That's what we should have invested in was the personal trainer. And we've invested in the Fitbit and the iWatch and the ankle bracelet and all the other stuff, right? So. I was like, that's a great point. Um, and, and, you know, the truth is, um, and we have at Scorpion, we have tremendous respect and admiration for healthcare marketers, the, you know, these folks that are in these hospitals that, and that are doing amazing work and are putting forth huge amounts of effort with typically not a lot of resources to try to move the needle for the organizations from a marketing perspective. I, we, uh, I call them the SEAL Team 6 marketers, right? These are folks that have to have every skill. They have to be able to do internal communications, external communications, marketing, advertising, crisis management, PR. Like, they have to do everything. And at the same time, they're asked to also update their website and the physician profiles. Like, this is the, the common theme of these amazing professionals that are at these hospitals. And what happens is, they become so overwhelmed with the minutiae and the task and the administration that a lot of times their raw talent of being able to communicate is muted because they are caught up in so much day-to-day stuff. And that's really where, from, from Scorpion's perspective, we know that that's one of the biggest values we can provide to them is to figure out ways to take that stuff off their plate, give them time back in their day so that they can go back to the business of being marketers and communicators and actually pulling the amazing stories out of their organization that are happening every day. All this stuff with technology and SEO and PPC and all that stuff is noise uh, that, that, frankly, takes up time away from the one thing that only they can do, which is go into their organization and extract the story of why your transplant physician is so passionate about what he does, about why your, your award-winning nursing staff has chosen that profession around the story around a, a mother who had a great experience with your, your birthing center and your birthing coaches, around the athlete that was put back on the field when your orthopedic team 
uh, repaired his knee. Those are stories that are that have tremendous impact that communicate what your brand does and um, are happening literally every day. But what we find, and many of our clients tell us, is they just don't have the time to go get those because they're so caught up in all this other stuff. And so if you have those stories and if you have the time to go get those stories, and you have the time to align those stories with the different services you offer, all the web does is broadcast those wonderful things or attract people to learn more about them. And that's you put those two things together, and again, you've got competitive advantage. Brian, you're so right. By taking work off of their plate, it makes them more efficient, and it allows them to find those very important stories. Well, we're talking with Brian Davis, Senior Vice President of Scorpion Healthcare. You can find them online at scorpionhealthcare.com. Well, Brian, we are not done with you yet. It is time for the Marketing Mouths Wheel of Questions. Brian, are you ready? I am ready. All right, Brian, grab that wheel and give it a spin. Okay, here it is. It's stopping. It's stopping. Up. Oh, here we go. Here's your first question. If there was a movie based on Scorpion Healthcare, what celebrity would you want to play you? If there was a movie based on Scorpion Healthcare, yes. What celebrity would I want to play me? Oh, uh, wow. Um, you know, this may be I got I mean I got I got to go back to childhood hero. I mean I got to go back to Arnold Schwarzenegger. I mean he's, you know he I don't have that physique, but you know if I was going to pick somebody, I mean that, either him or Daniel Craig. I mean James Bond. I got to go there too. So one of those two. Now I don't measure up to either one of them, but I mean if this is a fantasy, I'll, I'll take one of those guys. Well, well, Brian, I've seen your picture, Daniel Craig. You I, that you kind of look very similar to each other, so I think that's a good one. Okay, grab the wheel and give it another spin. Here we go. All right, all right. here we go. All right, the Marketing Mouth's Wheel of Questions. Let's see. And it's coming to a stop. Okay, here we go. So do you have a favorite quote or a book you can share with the audience? Um, yeah, I do. Uh, I, I'll say that, that I, if, can I give you two? Yes. Uh, so I'll give you two. I mean, one of my, my, my quotes that, that I've always used my whole life that, that came from way back in, uh, in you know, high school sports was just never, never, never quit. That's Winston Churchill. And that's something I teach my daughter, and you know, she's two and a half, and I've got her saying that. And I just believe that. It's just a, you know, never give up. I mean, what, you know, that's, that's, just, that's just core to, to something I've always believed. But if I was to give you a quote really around healthcare and a book that I would recommend that's come out recently... Uh, that really actually uh, zeroes in on the, some of the topics we talked about today. I would recommend Breaking Out of the Healthcare Abyss, uh, transfer, Transformational Tips for, for Agents of Change by uh, Dr. Thomas Royer, Peter Maddox, and Jay Heron, um, which came out in 2017. You can find this on Amazon, Breaking Out of the Healthcare Abyss. Uh, and there's a great quote in this, this book. Um, it says, and this is specifically talking about healthcare leadership, and the quote is, Leaders must, must nurture their dissatisfaction with the status quo by constantly reexamining current reality and living in a permanent state of inquiry. Strategic questions, not operational ones, must be answered before a transformational process can begin. Hmm. Um, I think that is, you know, dissatisfaction with the status quo. That's, that's got to be a core kind of thing that if you're, 
if you're satisfied with everything, it probably means you're not moving very fast. I mean, that's one of the things I think is core to leadership in anything, whether it be a marketplace or your own organization, or your own family, is that if you're not colliding on a regular basis, um, you're probably not moving. And it's not a matter of colliding to destroy. It's a matter of colliding to create. And so that comes from, again, if you're satisfied, then you're probably not moving. And, uh, and what healthcare needs more than anything is leaders and executives that are challenging the status quo. And that's, that's where this book, uh, this book really resonates. Breaking out of the healthcare abyss by Dr. Thomas Royer, Peter Maddox, and Jay Heron. Great suggestion, and I love that quote, dissatisfaction with the status quo. Great stuff. Okay, Brian, give us another spin here. Grab that wheel and give it a spin on the Marketing Mouse Wheel of Questions. All right, here we go. All right, coming to a stop. All right, here it is. It's a music question. Give us your favorite band. Oh, <laughs> favorite band. Um, wow, that's, that's, a, that's a tough one. Um, I have to say favorite band, um, that is so tough because I have so many that I, that I love. <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to go back to, uh, my, my, my childhood favorite band, which was Queensryche. Nice. So anybody yeah. that knows like progressive metal, like eighties metal, that's, it was my favorite childhood band was Queensryche. So there you go. <laughs> Jet City Woman, bring it on. That's it. There you Jet go. City there Woman. you go. Okay, Brian, one last spin. Give it a whirl. Here we go on the Marketing Mouse Wheel of Questions. All right, coming to a stop. Okay, here we go. Last question, Brian. Finish this sentence. Throughout my life, the most important thing I've learned is... That my family is a divine gift. Um, I've, I've realized that, and this is actually very recently... Uh, that as a, as a business person, as a professional, as um, uh, you know, somebody that's in athletics and, and somebody that's always been focused on, on you know, trying, to, trying to win and achieve and all those kinds of things, that oftentimes that I will look to find that power you know, in, in myself and just, just do it all myself. And I've realized, especially with the gift of two little girls um, and my wife, that that all the power that any of us really need is in the gift of our families. And that family could be blood relationship. It could be people that you just are close to, but we all have families. And I, and I believe, um, again, this is a revelation I had recently that our, that our family is a divine gift. It is, our family is not our responsibility. Our family is our gift. And if we just look to them, there is tremendous, there's all the power that we ever need to accomplish any of our objectives is right in front of us at any given time, and it's right with our family. And it's a matter of looking back to them to, to capture that power. And it's often you know, a, 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 a strange paradox that the one place that many times, many business professionals and, and folks that are out there you know, grinding hard and all that kind of stuff, that the last place they look for the power that they need is with their family. And so I'd say that the one thing I've learned is that my family is a divine gift. Such a great perspective, and I think you're right. I think a lot of times we may take our family for granted, and I love how you put that family is a divine gift. So cool, Brian. Thank you again. We've been talking with Brian Davis, Senior Vice President of Scorpion Healthcare. You can find them online at scorpionhealthcare.com. 
www.marketingmousepodcast.com. Brian, thank you again. This is the Marketing Mouse Podcast brought to you by Dr. Podcasting. Learn more at drpodcasting.com. I'm Bill Klaproth. Thanks for listening.